0: Psalm twenty eight. Mm-hmm. While you're putting that up, I'm looking for something else. To Psalm 28, where we were 28. Let's let's read from, from uh, let me see where we are. Let's read from verse 1. Let's see what it says from verse 1. Listen to this. So if you again say a visitation, I want to get into, into a thing tonight with the hands of God. We shared a little bit in centurion. I want to go a little bit deeper tonight, but short, and I uh, want this revelation to drop for you. It says, To you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Do not be silent to me. Go with me first to verse verse 5. I'll go back to verse 1 just now. Listen to this. He says, Because they do not regard the works of the Lord, say with you the works of the Lord, nor the operation of His hands, he shall destroy them. So King David is saying, because they do not regard your hands moving and working, you will destroy them. Are you guys with me? Let's go to verse one. It's in the same Psalm. So King David is praying. He says, Lord, my rock, do not be silent. Say with me, God, don't be silent. He said, do not be silent to me. Lest if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. He says, those who cannot hear your voice, they are heading into a place where the pit is. Are you guys with me? So what does the prophetic do when it comes into the church? It has the ability to activate the voice of God. I need a little bit, I'm battling with, I mean, the sound is sharp and so on, but it's not carrying me. So just see, see if you guys can help me. King David is saying, he said, listen here. He says, Lord, I cry that you are not silent, that you don't stop speaking to me. But those that you've stopped speaking to that got your silence, they went down into the pit. Meaning that is their consequences for not hearing God. Are you guys with me, guys? Just, 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 just try to help, please. It's um, other than less of them. I stand on the stage, uh, so it's it's very echoing here. Uh, let's go to verse two. I, I don't want to scream. I want to talk. I want the word to get into you. He says, "Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary." Do not take me away from the wicked and with the workers of iniquity who speak peace to their neighbors, but evil is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds. And he goes on and he says, reward them according to their works. Next verse. So he's speaking about this group of this ungodly. He says, render to them what they deserve. Guys, please fix the mic. It's so loud. I can't stand here. I'm not exactly sure what is going on. just drop the volume because it's piercing my ears. So I don't know how it is out there. It's a bit better. Um, but just let it carry me in the game. Say with me, do not, do not regard. They do not consider the works of His hands. Meaning, He's saying there's a group of people that doesn't consider what my hands are doing. When they don't consider what my hands are doing, they can no longer hear what I'm saying. When they cannot hear what I'm saying, they cannot consider what my hands are doing. So He's saying, when a people cannot see the hands of God moving in their lives, working in their lives, they are unable to discern His voice. Are you guys with me? Because I want to speak about a visitation. Let's, 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 uh, I'm just trying to fix the sound for myself here. Let's go on. Let's go to verse, Psalm 8 verse, uh, 8, verse 1. Psalm 8, verse 1. O Lord, how excellent is your name on all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider, say when I consider. The work of your fingers. So King David is saying, I have considered and I've watched your hands beginning to work. But there's a group of people that cannot watch your hands. They cannot see the hand of God in their life. Are are you guys with me? So... The thing is that we pray and we say, God, let your hand be upon my life. But we do not discern and see where God is working. Meaning when Moses walked past a burning bush, he had the ability to carry on walking and nothing happening. Or he said, wait, I'm going to choose and begin to see spiritually and try to see deeper as to why this bush is burning, but it is not burning. It's burning, yet it's not burning. And he said, I'll begin to look deeper. King David says, I consider the works of your hands. Are you guys with me? When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. So the fingers of God, meaning his fingers puts in place the moon and the stars. It's not even his hands. The Bible is clear that there are fingers and there is a hand. Are you guys with me? When God's hand is working in your life, there's something that it does that I want to explain to you tonight. It is not the finger of God, it is the hand of God. When God's hand begins to move, a lot of us think that prosperity comes because of His hands or uh, 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 that when God's hand is upon somebody's life, it's blessings. But King David says, when I consider, when I look and I try to see where is the hand of God in my life, the moment I do it, go to the next verse. Next verse, guys. Verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him so with he visits. meaning that the moment I begin to watch his hands, and I can discern and see where is, the, where is God's hand in my life? A lot of people try to rebuke the devil, where it is God, or they expect God to remove something in their lives, yet it is the work of God in a person's life. Just stay with me. Are you guys with me? For he says for. You are mind, who is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Who is the son of man that you visit him? But King David says, I consider the heaven, the, 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 the work of your hands. I see the heavens being formed. I see the moon. I see the stars. But the work of your fingers being put into place. But there's another group of people is saying, that is not regarding the work of your hands. They do not consider the work of your hands. They cannot see the hand of God in operation. And because they cannot see the hand of God, they cannot hear His voice. Are you guys with me? Move for me these things a bit, a bit forward, just for the sake of the sound. And then once it's forward, just lift the sound a little bit for me. So say with me the voice of God. Abraham walked on the Mount, I think it's Mount Moriah, and he was walking, ready to sacrifice his son and put a knife into his son. And the moment he's about to put a knife into his son, the Bible says the angel of the Lord stopped him and said, now I see that you fear God. Now I see that you have fear. And then the Bible says that Abraham turned around once he heard from the angel of the Lord, and he saw behind him a ram caught in a thicket. Are you guys with me? Say with me, behind him, he had a ram, I'll say, quote unquote. He lifted his eyes and he looked, and behind him was a ram caught in a thicket, meaning that his eyes were not open in the spiritual so he would miss a blessing in his life. So God would allow some people's eyes to be shut. When their eyes are shut, they don't see blessings, but they also don't see a problem. Are you guys with me? So they just, they don't understand that they're at a certain level in life. And only when you come and introduce yourself to them, do they see somebody at a higher level. And when their heart is not right, they begin competition. If you have an ugly nose, the only way God is going to take that away is by closing your eyes, not to see your nose. But if you if you don't see it, you will never know you have won. Listen to me. Because they cannot look at the hands of God, their voice is silent, his voice is silent in their lives. And when their voice is silent, when his voice is silent in their lives, they cannot see the working of His hands. So people that are blind in the Spirit cannot see the hand of God upon them. And because they cannot see it, they miss a blessing. Because they keep saying, Satan, I rebuke you. Or the devil is doing this in my life. Are you guys with me? Let's go on to 1 Samuel 7 verse 13. Are you in the back with me? So with you, the hand of God. Let's go. One Samuel seven verse thirteen. And I know it might not be a service that you look or a, a word that you're looking for, but if you open yourself to revelation, you'll see where it goes. One Samuel seven verse thirteen. Read it. We say, "So the Philistines and the hands or the days of Samuel." So God is saying because of one man, my hand is in a place and my hand is against the enemy. Are you guys with me? In the days of Samuel, listen to me. I want some to catch this revelation. Say with your left hand, say right hand. Let's go to, let's go to Exodus 3 verse 19. Exodus 3 verse 19. And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. Not even by a mighty hand. Let's go to verse 20. And God is saying, and I will stretch out my hand. Say stretch out my hand. And I will strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in this midst. And after that, He will let you go. Who was the hand of God? It was Moses standing in front of Pharaoh. And he took his hand and he put it into his bosom. And the Bible says he would take out his hand and it would be a leprous. It would be leprous. And he would put his hand back into his bosom. Are you guys with me? So God would take his hand which is Moses send it to Pharaoh. He would take the prophet Samuel as his hand and say as long as he's in that country or in that land, my hand is there. Meaning God, we pray for God's hand to come upon our lives. Yet, you are the hand of God moving and talking. But now, let's go, let's go on, let's go to Exodus, let's go to Exodus 15 verse 6. Say with your left hand, say right hand. This is not a sermon that's perfectly pieced together. I'm just giving you some scriptures. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Say with me, glorious. glorious. Say powerful. That's right hand. Your right hand has dashed the enemy in pieces. Let's go to Psalm 16 verse 8. Psalm 16 verse, I just changed quickly on the Scriptures. I have said the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Psalm 20 verse 6. Now I know that the Lord saves His anointed. He will hear Him from His holy heaven with the saving strength, the strength of His right hand. Meaning, every time the right hand is mentioned in scripture, you see strength, you see dominion, you see power, you see uh, 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 authority. Are you guys with me? Psalm 91, verse 7. Psalm 91, verse 7. A thousand shall fall at your one side, and ten thousand at your right hand. Let me reread it. One thousand will fall at your left. But when it comes to your right, 10,000, you will fall. So the right hand of God, so the hands of God. There's a left hand working in your life, and there is a right hand working in your life. But people try to rebuke the left hand by saying it is the devil in their lives. While it is God's, when His left hand moves, He pushes you down. When His right hand comes, He lifts you up. If he lifts you up with both hands, it's out of balance. The one is employed to put you down, the other one is established on your right hand, on his right hand, to lift you up. Now, I know that people are sitting and they're like, you know, but the devil is doing this in my whole life. There's not one curse coming from Satan in scripture. Every original curse, in fact, the original curse came from God. You don't even see in the Old Testament an evil spirit coming from Satan. Every time you read it, the Bible says, and the Lord released an evil spirit. And it says, and the Lord put a lying spirit in the mouths of the prophets. And when Moses picked up the serpent by its tail, to pick up a serpent by its tail, the book of Isaiah says that the prophets with a lying tongue in their mouths is the, is the tail of the serpent. So when Moses would grab the serpent by the tail, it was God grabbing even a lying spirit and putting it in the mouths of His prophets. Because as a judge, He has everything in perfect balance. Are, are you guys with me? Let's go on to, uh, let's go on to, to 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 Psalm 16 verse 11. So say with your right hand, say left hand. Psalm 16:11. You will show me the path of life. In Your presence is fullness of joy, and at Your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Say with your right hand, right. pleasures. Every time you see rights in the side of Scripture, it speaks of promotion. It speaks of, I will make you sit at my right hand. I'll put the sheep at my right. I'll put the goats on my left. I will separate the nations. You will have a goat nation. You will have a sheep nation. You will have those who have sheep, and I'll tell them to come at my right hand. And then you have those who are on my left, and I'll tell them to depart. Are you guys with me? Say with you the left hand of God. So you have the left, you have the right. The right is the promotion. The left is the dark side of God. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get something. Go with me to... uh, Let me see if this is where it is. Go with me to to Isaiah 45, verse 7. Put in the King James Version. That's why I'm put in the New King James. Let's read this. Let's read this. It says, put in the New King James. I form the light and create darkness. Another translation will tell you, God is saying, I form the light and I created evil. He says, I make peace and create calamity. For I the Lord do all things. I'm trying to get an image through to you on how God works in a person's life. Because we have been told that We must rebuke Satan everywhere. But there's something that gives him permission to come and work in your life. So let's go to Job. Let's go go to uh, Job chapter number 1 verse. Job chapter number 1 verse uh, 1. Well, let's go to Job 2 verse 1. Let's go to Job 2 verse 1 for the sake of time. Job chapter number 2 verse 1. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among, the, among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil and still he holds fast to his integrity. Although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand, so with your hands. So the devil is saying to God, Job has everything right and he's worshiping you and he's serving you. But if you stretch out your hand and touch his bone and his flesh, he will surely curse you to your face. Next verse. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand. Are you guys with me? Hold on. But I thought Job is serving God. And he's saying, Satan is in your hand. But spare his life. Now the translation will tell you, he says, stretch your hand to Job. But save his life. And the Lord said to Satan, "Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Next verse, flow with you guys. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils, from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Go on verse back. Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Say with me Satan. It's going to be very it's going to get confusing in a bit, and struck Job with painful boils, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head and he took for himself a potsherd, with uh, a, a with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes then his wife said to him do you still hold fast to your integrity god curse god and die listen to this put in the king james version for me this one but he said unto her you speak as one of the foolish women speaks what shall we receive good? Say what we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? Question mark. What he's saying this, he's saying the hands of God is here. Shall we receive good at the hand? And in grammar, how you would read this verse because it's a it's it's it doesn't put the balance in it would say this shall we receive good at the hand of god and not receive evil at the hand of god are you guys with me job not once rebuked the devil he didn't even have the terminology of satan he kept saying god this god that it's god's hand that work, that's working against us If we receive good from Him, we have to receive His hand from Him. Meaning that Job's life was perfect up to that point. He was blessed. He was the most feared. He was the most prosperous. Are you guys with me? He was a man in the east that was the most prosperous. For Job was found in the east, a man of the east. The same as Adam in the garden that was in the east. But Job was in the east the same as Abraham that would have prosperity all over. And God is, and Satan is coming to him and he says, listen, Job is blessed. And God is realizing, and I want to say realize like he didn't know, but I'm just a, that Job had his right hand his whole life. And Satan is saying, no, 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 this is not balanced. Stretch out your hand against him. And God is saying, okay, to stretch out my left hand against him, Job, you must stretch out your hand against him. <laughs> then you see my left hand go. Meaning, you have the right hand of God and you have the left hand of God. But according to the book of Job, it is Satan that is going forth, being the left hand of God in somebody's life. But when you are a believer, you'll be like Jesus, where the Bible is saying that he will walk in the wilderness, he will be led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. Are you guys with me? He's led by the Spirit into the wilderness so that he may be tempted. Meaning, Satan became a school teacher for him. A teacher in a certain time of his life. Because without that, miracles would not have flown. There would be no balance. So what is David is saying? He's saying when people don't regard or consider the work of my hands, your voice is silent. Meaning when people cannot see where you're working, okay, yeah, I'm being, I'm going through persecution. I'm going through. It's the hand of God. It is the left hand of God. And because people can't see the hand of God, they stay in this in this situation their children gets born, their children gets into their situation. It is called the left hand of God. Some will be ordained for 20 years under His left hand. Jesus said to His disciples, He said, It is not of me to choose who will be on my left and who will be on my right when His disciples asked Him, and John's, I think it was John's mother, or John and, or John and Peter were asking, their mother were asking, you know, who's going to sit at your left and who's going to sit at your right? Is it going to be my sons, my, my, my sons who are your disciples, the two of them, are you going to put them on your throne? And Jesus said, it is not for me to choose who is my left and who is my right. Meaning, God chose Jesus as His right hand in that moment, and then He puts Judas as his left hand because Judas had no decision or choice he was the left hand of God working the will of God on the right hand meaning that God will work all things together for the good to those who love him who are in his purpose but stay with me we're getting still somewhere because we're in the old covenant are you guys with me so serve the left hand of God, say the right hand. Go to Job 23 verse 9. He's saying, Job, you've been experiencing my right hand for too much, for too long. I need to bring my left hand. And only when I bring my left hand is my right hand balanced so that you can be double blessed at the end of your life. But you cannot get to that level of promotion unless you receive and consider the workings of my hands. How did he consider? His friends told him, curse God. He said, no, 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 I cannot curse. We have to receive good, and we have to receive evil from the hands of God. Am I saying God creates sickness? That's a whole other debate for something else. Because a lot of times we want to look at it under the old covenant image. Jesus was raised as the right hand of power. And you are in Him. Are you guys with me? Let's go to Job twenty-three, verse nine. On the left hand, let's put in the in the New King James. Let's put in the King James. King James is more correct. Listen to this. On the left, hand, answer with the left. He says, where God works, but I cannot see Him. He hides Himself on the right hand, that I cannot see Him. I'm going to read it again. On the left hand, where God works, but I cannot behold Him. Meaning when I'm under the left hand of God, I am in a wilderness. And it looks like God is far away from my life. I cannot behold Him because God is hiding Himself under the right hand of God. Meaning those who are in His right hand will see Him everywhere. Those that are on His left hand will feel His working in their lives. But they will feel like they cannot see God and they are far away from Him. But He says it because God is hiding Himself in the right hand. So just because you cannot see Him does not mean He's not working in your life. No, no, no. The work of God is His left hand. The moment you ask God to lift you, or for His hand to come upon your life, and to prepare you for promotion, He sends His left hand to you. It is His left hand of trouble, but you must know that when that is there, there is a balance and there is promotion of His right hand that is coming. So the Bible says. So, so, so. Say with me. God hides in the right hand. He works in the left. But the Bible says, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Meaning, don't let Satan know what God is doing in your life. Don't open your mouth to people that are there to orchestrate a left hand working in your life. The Bible says, when you give, do it in secret. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand. People are like, okay, we shouldn't let people know we are giving. No, that's not what the Scripture is saying. He's saying when God is working in your life and blessing you with the right hand, do not let the left hand know what the right hand, let's go to, where is it? Matthew 6 verse, Matthew 6 verse 3. Put in the King James. But when you do almsgiving, let not your left hand know what your right hand does. Let's, let, let, let's see who is the left hand of God. Are you guys with me? The left hand has to be staying hidden. The Bible says in the Song of Solomons, we don't have to turn there, but He says, I put my left hand under your head. And I put my, red, my right hand above you. That is why many times when we lay hands on people, you put your left hand behind their head. And you put your right, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing. Let's go to Song Solomon 2 verse 6. Song of Solomon 2, 2, verse 6. His left hand, say with me, is under my head. Unless you bring your left side of your life, which is a tough time you're going through, and you're putting it under the head called Christ, and you submit a tough time in your life under Christ, He said the right hand cannot embrace you. You cannot feel the right hand of God upon your life unless you know how to deal with the left hand of God. What is the left hand? Let's go to Zechariah three, verse one. Almost done. I'm not going to be long tonight. Zechariah three, verse one. I just want to get a get a get a truth through. Zechariah three, verse one. Let's get uh two people up or Adrian and Nate. Anyone, and Rashai. So, I think stand like two before me like that. You can look at me. So, and he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. Are you guys with me? So let's say he's Joshua. The Bible says, Zachariah is getting a vision. He's seeing Joshua standing in front of the angel of the Lord. Now he's seeing an image of the courtroom. See Joshua standing from the angel of the Lord, and Satan at his right hand. Are you guys with me? And the Bible says in the new covenant that Jesus is our advocate. He's our mediator and he's the right hand of power. God said, I'll make him sit at my right hand. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. So if Joshua Joshua's looking at the Father, on his right hand is Satan, on his left hand is Jesus, Are you guys with me? Which means God's left hand is Satan. His right hand is Jesus. So when he wants to work in your life, Satan has to ask him permission and say, can I do one and two and three? And he's a righteous judge. And he has to say, okay, let my left hand go. And I become satanos to them in their life. I become a wilderness season to them in their life. Satan thinks he's winning, but he's just doing, making them go through a test. Like Jesus had to go through the wilderness. And the Bible says, when he walked out of the wilderness, he came out of the wilderness with the power of the Holy Spirit upon him. The power of God can only be activated when you have gone under the left hand and you're suppressed under the left hand. Then his right hand of power and pleasures forevermore. Will begin to work in your life. You can have your life. You can have your seat. So, many people don't see blessings because they haven't embraced the sight. I know many don't want to hear it. It is okay. Bless you. Love you. God bless you. I know it's not a rejoicing service, but Satan left. Say left. Everything left in Scripture is on the dark side. It is God pushing away. But how can we say that this is Satan or the hand of God is Satan? A lot of people say, now when we get into, into the original and we get into creation, we get into the serpent of the old and Satan, I'm not gonna get into it. But in the old covenant, even scripture was confused in using the words Satan and Lord. So the Bible says that David was moved by Satan to number the people of Israel. In the one book. Are you guys with me? And in another book, I think it's Chronicles and then Samuel. In Samuel it says, he was moved by the Lord to number Israel. You think I'm just give me the two verses. So the Bible takes Satan and Lord as the same word. And it is confusing because they didn't know how to see the operation of God. Was David moved by Satan to number Israel? Or was he moved by the Lord to number Israel? And David said to is this a scripture? No, wait, wait, wait. Verse 1. Read with me and say, And Satan stood up against Israel. And Satan provoked David to number Israel. Give me the one in Chronicles or o Samuel, where, where it speaks of and the Lord. Did you get it, Martin? What? 2 Samuel 2 2 2 Samuel 2 24 2 Samuel 24 verse 1 and again the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel say with me the anger of the Lord the left hand of the Lord was kindled against Israel and the The Lord moved David. Chronicles says, Satan moved David. Are you guys with me? So people get confused in their lives and they're like, is this the devil? Is it God? And they're trying to rebuke and bind and cast out or stop the working of God in their lives. Thinking it is the devil. Yet God is trying to say, I want to get you to learn a lesson. I'm here to teach you in a wilderness. If you embrace it, I lift you by my mighty right hand the moment my right hand comes upon you, your friends and family, everybody will see the lifting. So where was David? David was on the left hand of God when he was a shepherd boy. He was hidden. Are you guys with me? The left hand is hidden under the head. David was on the left side of God as a shepherd boy. His brothers were warriors and they were fighting. He was a shepherd and in that custom of Israel, the least of the sons of the house would be the shepherd. Are are you with me? That's why Jesus came as the great shepherd, as the good shepherd. So when you couldn't get, when you, when you, uh, 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 especially going into the New Testament, when you couldn't attain to become a priest, um, and go work as in service in the temple, you would go into business or you would go fight as it is in the old covenant. But if you would not be able to do that and you would be weak, you would become a shepherd. So David was weak. Same thing as Samson was weak. The Bible thinks Samson was strong. Samson had no muscles. That is why the spirit of might had to come upon him. That is why they were shocked when they saw him do things. Are you guys with me? So David was under the left hand. And the moment Samuel, say with me Samuel, came into Israel as the right hand of God. And he was looking. And Samuel was looking and he went to to David's father's house, Jesse's house. It is the right hand of God coming into a house and saying, the king is here that I need to anoint. And he looked for his sons and he went through all David's brothers and he couldn't find them. And he found David hidden. Say with me, hidden. Because the left side is hidden and God will hide you and put you in a secret place until you begin to consider, say with me, consider the works of his hands. And you can see, but wait, The left hand of God is working in my life. The right hand of God is working in my life. And because I consider the hands, his voice will come to me. And I'll begin to hear his voice. He will open my eyes. I will see a ram caught in the thickets. I will be able to turn around. I'll see the blessings that I'm about to miss. Do you know people that miss the blessing of God? I've just seen people that, what is the blessing? What happens when you give, when you tithe? Your eyes are opened and you're given sight to see opportunity coming. I think people think money will appear in their account. That can happen. That's called supernatural debt cancellation. But it's not the norm. The moment you give, the Bible says He opened you up as the window, which means the light begins to shine through you. And as light shines through you, your eyes are opened. And you have the ability to catch Opportunities. All of a sudden, people can begin to see who you are. Opportunities can find you. Blessings can locate you. Are are, are you with me? Let's go. Let's go on. So, say right hand. Say left hand. The right hand company of God is the power of God. The left hand is the dark side of God. Every time you would see in the Bible, you would see the kingdom of darkness on the left side. You'd see the kingdom of God on the right side. You'd see the sons of darkness on the left side bringing persecution to the sons of light on the right side. But God is saying, I am the judge. We have this image, I wanted to say it earlier. People say, but how can you say Satan is the left hand of God? We have this image that God is fighting Satan. The moment we have an image that God is fighting Satan, we're beginning to put God at the level where Satan is. And we're saying God's opponent is Satan. Are you bringing him down? All things were created by him. Are you with me? Now there's arguments in a theological schools whether satan was created as an angel or a murderer from the beginning because the bible says that jesus says that he was a murderer from the beginning not that he was holy and then he fell he was a murderer from the beginning then it says the serpent of old from the beginning that's why he appeared in the book of genesis as a serpent Are you you with me? So the left hand is God's, is God's uh, school, is God's teaching. It is a season in your life so that the right hand can come. Go through to Colossians 3 verse 1. Colossians 3 verse 1, almost done. Colossians 3 verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ. Say, I was raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Go with me to uh, 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 Revelation, uh, Revelation, Now, let me not go to that. Let's go to Psalm 118, Psalm 118, verse 15, Psalm 118, verse 15. I'm just explaining to you a little bit of the right hand and what the left hand is. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous, the right hand, so the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Meaning the moment the right hand of God shows up, you are being exalted and it does valiantly. So there's a company of people or a Christ generation. When Jesus came and He said, look, there are many that is in the left hand, which is the sons of darkness, which they are under the kingdom of darkness. And I'm pulling them from a goat's, To become a sheep, I'm moving them from the left to the right. Let's go to Genesis 48. Genesis 48, verse 1. Let me, I want to read it out of a translation here. Genesis 48. i to put in the Amplified for me. So listen to this. Sometime after these things occurred, someone told Joseph, Behold, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, and went to Goshen. Say with me, Manasseh and Ephraim. Let's go to verse 13. So Joseph took both boys, Ephraim with his right hand towards Israel's left. So again, let let two come come here. Let's do it here. Let me explain, show you something. Okay, you stand here. Uh, So get down on your knees and there may be somebody behind them. Behind them. I want to show you the picture here. Are you guys with me? So it says Joseph came and presented his two boys, Manasseh and Ephraim to Jacob because he heard Jacob was about to die. So he said, I need to bring them to Jacob for a blessing. So he positioned, say he positioned, Joseph positioned Manasseh at his right hand, Ephraim at his left, meaning he wanted Ephraim to receive a lesser blessing and Manasseh to receive the firstborn blessing with his left hand towards Israel right and brought them close to him. Next verse. And Israel reached out his right hand. so with your right hand. Go one verse back, go well, one verse back. I want you to see this. So with you. Go one verse, uh, go to verse one. One verse one, sorry. Sometime after these things occurred, someone told Joseph, behold, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons. I'm just want to look for the right verse here because I only put one or two here. Let me get the right ones here. Go to, let's get on reading verse 2. Listen to this. This is important. When Jacob, say with you, when Jacob, so Jacob is here, am I right? Joseph is there. Joseph is bringing his two sons to Jacob. The Bible says, When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to you. Israel collected his strength. Say with me, Israel. Now, I need you to stay with me if you're not going to be connected here. Say Jacob and Israel. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Are you guys with me? Jacob is the old nature. Israel is the new nature. Jacob is the old man Israel is the new man Joseph brought the two boys to Jacob not to Israel and because he brought them to Jacob he said I'm going to position how the blessing must come but verse 2 says when Jacob was told your son Joseph have come to you the Bible says Israel collected his strength you can only collect your strength when you are operating in your new identity that God has given you and sat upon the bed. so when he was Jacob he was lying down and he couldn't get anything the moment he switched to Israel he collected his strength because it is only Israel that could give the blessing Jacob couldn't release a blessing but Joseph saw Jacob with a natural eyes and he said I'm going to position these sons how I want them to be seen The Spirit of the Lord comes upon Jacob. He switches to Israel. He switches to the one that is a prince with God. His name was changed. So it tells you this. Have have your seats. So it tells you this. There are seasons when people will look, even at ministers, and they will lose their strength or they'll move from a Israel back to Jacob. But then... You know, I tell the story when we were sent out into ministry. We were under a, I would say, a type of a soul ministry. Some people, a lot of ministers say, um, say, so, oh, you know, if I stay under this one, they're never going to send me out. They've never sent somebody out. They're not going to release me. And it was the same way I was. But the moment the Spirit of the Lord would come, even if I'm serving in a soul ministry, there would be a changing from a Jacob to an Israel. And all of a sudden, the God factor would come in. Meaning, a lot of people just wanna leave church and they say, I'm not, and they don't understand the blessing of God. It doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree and they haven't greeted me for how many years at the door, or they maybe haven't used me, are you trusting until the God factor comes there? So Joseph said, I'm going to bring them to Jacob and I'm going to position them. The Bible begins to change the wording from Jacob to Israel and said, Israel gathered and collected his strength. Verse 13, Then Joseph took the boys Ephraim with his right and towards his left, and Manasseh, and he puts them in front of him. Next verse, and Israel reached out his right hand. So the Israel. Israel, it doesn't say Jacob. Jacob cannot bless. Israel must bless. Your God identity must must bless. Listen to me. How many of you know that when you have children, if you bless your children to leave your house, it's not determined on whether you've made right decisions or not, is whether they receive your blessing or not. So we've trained a generation that's become rebellious, and they say, no, 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 but you know, I don't like, you know, my leadership is not in relationship with that one, or you know, they. uh, I don't agree with this type of thing they have done yet. I'm not speaking of open blatant sin or moral sin. I'm speaking of decisions where we say we don't agree. It doesn't remove the blessing of God. So Joseph brought the two, he put Manasseh, he puts Manasseh on his right hand, on Joseph's, on on, 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 uh, Israel's right hand. So he puts Manasseh here, and he puts Ephraim here. And Israel reached out his right hand, say with your right hand, and laid it on the head of Ephraim, meaning he switched his hands like this. Because Israel was in the spirit, Joseph thought he's bringing the boys to Jacob. Are you guys with me? And Joseph got a little bit of a deceptive nature from Jacob because Jacob was called the deceiver, the supplanter, his whole life. And the moment he brought them to... Now, you must see deception going through the whole family. Because Jacob originally stole the blessing. Are you guys with me? And as Jacob stole the blessing, God had to force for the thing to become right. With his hands, now listen to this. He put his hand on Ephraim, who was the younger. Say with the younger. And his left hand on Manasseh's head, which was the firstborn. And he crossed his hand, say with me, intentionally. For Manasseh was the firstborn. So he switched his hands intentionally. Meaning that if somebody tries to hide you, Away from your blessing, God's hand will locate, switch and find you. It doesn't matter if it is 20 years. If God said so, He will find you and He will lift you. You can have your seats, thanks. Are you guys with me? I see this going over some people's heads, that's okay. And He laid it upon, and the hand located Ephraim. And even though Joseph wanted the one to be hidden, like Jesse, who was David's father, wanted David to be hidden in the field. the right hand called Samuel came into the house, began to locate and prayed for all the sons and said, not one of them are the king. I'm standing in front of, not one of them is the king. Don't you have another one? What is happening? The right hand is finding. The right hand is locating. The one that has embraced the left hand of God. Ephraim embraced the left hand. He embraced the secondborn. And God is saying, I'm making the secondborn the firstborn. And the Lord said to me to tell people that are under the left hand of God. If you can receive this by faith tonight. Under the new covenant, there is what we call the switching of hands that is taking place. So Jesus became the firstborn of many brethren so he became the firstborn so that you can come after him it's god switching of his hands are you guys with me i obviously i almost finished so the switching of god's hands so you have the left hand you have the right hand what am i trying to get through satan is god's left hand but satan is employed by god Trust me, even now, whether whatever eschatological view we believe, if we believe one is bound for a thousand years, if we believe another one is loose but is employed by God, either or, he's under control. Are you guys with me? Whichever people want to believe. But let's, let's go on. So I think who's the right hand? If Satan is the left hand, we see Samuel walking being used as the hand of God. Because remember, you have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Are you guys with me? You have the fingers of God. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But who's the palm of God? If you have the five fingers, who is the palm? Because it is the palm that is laid upon someone. It is His finger that works. It is His finger that created the works of the universe. It is His fingers that formed man from the dust. It is by the finger of God that Jesus sat in the dust. And He took His finger and He put it in the dust and He began to write. It was by a finger. So let's go to Matthew 26 verse 64. before we go to this go through to Hebrews chapter number 12 verse two let me just think of this there Hebrews 12 verse 2 let's go to verse one yes read it for me it's up to a point say therefore let's go reading also, since we also Stop there. Since we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Say with me, a cloud of witnesses. Cloud so the Bible then goes into many scriptures I'm not going to get tonight, but it says that the clouds, unless it's full, it cannot empty itself onto people. And then it goes into the book of Jude and so on in Peter and says that there are these ministers that are coming as clouds without water. Are you guys with me? Everywhere where the Scripture, number one rule of interpretation is not Greek and Hebrew. The number one rule of interpretation is to see what the Bible interprets. So the way you interpret a word, for example, cloud. number one rule, you never go into the Greek first. You first see where it is used in Scripture and what what the Bible describes, because the Bible says, uh, the book of Timothy says that, rightly dividing the word of truth and that the word interprets itself. So if you see a word cloud, you'll see it interpreted all over. But people want to come in the Greek and Hebrew and they want to change the meaning of the word. Hey guys with me? So what is number number one rule of interpretation? Word, the Bible interpreting the Bible. The moment you get into commentaries, you get into opinions. People think commentaries is... Bible, no, a commentary is people's opinions, you have John Calvin as a commentary, who's Calvinism then you have others everybody, every commentary has their different opinion so the moment you begin to read commentaries you go into Greek and Hebrew, you're kind of like missing it you first need number one, the Bible to interpret it, so everywhere you see the cloud being used, it's speaking of a people a group, a company ministers coming to empty themselves, are you guys with me? So, say with you the right hand of God. Let's go to Matthew twenty-six, verse sixty-four. Matthew twenty-six, verse sixty-four. So Jesus said, "It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, year after." Put in the King James. I just want to see something. The King James is uh, more accurate than the King James isn't accurate in this regard. <laughs> Thou hast said, "Nevertheless, I say unto you." Year after, shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power coming, say with me, in the clouds of heaven. So he's saying the right hand of power is going to come in the clouds. Who is the clouds? Every time we see the word clouds being used, we see witnesses. We see people and we see ministries. Are you guys with me? So go with me. Habakkuk 3 verse, 1, 3, verse 3. Habakkuk 3, verse 3. Say with you, the hand of God. So, the left hand of God teaches you and it puts you down. It takes you through a certain thing. The right hand of God, let's go to verse 4. Listen to this. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his. And there, where? The hand. So if He, there, so He says out of His hands will come horns and there, where? Out of His hands, there was the hiding of His power. So God is saying Jesus is at the right hand of God. He is the right hand of power and He will come in a company of people. But in my hand is power hidden, says the Lord. Are you guys with me? Say with me, power hidden. So every time in Scripture we see when the hand of God is stretched out. Moses comes to Pharaoh in Deuteronomy. And the Bible says that God stretched out His hand against Egypt. And the plagues began to come. What did He do? He took Moses. And he stretched him and pushed him into Egypt. And God's hand could enter into Egypt. Moses was at the burning bush. And God said, I need you to go to Pharaoh. I need you to go back to Pharaoh. Take a staff in your hand and begin to say what I want. And Moses wanted to excuse why God's hand could not move in without Moses going in. Samuel, the Bible says God could not keep the Philistines out of the land. Unless he had his hands in the land, which is Samuel, pushing the Philistines back. Now we get into the new covenant. Are you guys with me? Go with me to John 10:28. Read this with me. John 10:28. Let's read it. Say, and I give. So power is in the hand of God. You are in the hand of God. Held in the hand of God like this. So where His hand goes, you go. Are you guys with me? But it is not finished yet. Let's go to the next verse. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So you're on Jesus' hand and Jesus is the right hand. Then it says you are in the Father's hand, which is the right hand. Satan is the left hand which is persecuting and bringing balance. You'll see the tree of life in the garden and you'll see the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Everywhere where God creates, He creates balance. The universe cannot live without balance. You cannot be blessed without the left hand working in your life. Are you you guys with me? Is it making sense? Let's go to, let's go to, what is the right hand? How does it form in the New Testament? Let's go to Acts 4.29. Every time we lay hands on people, if you lay hands with your left hand, those of us who have flown the anointing, you'll see it's like there's no power released. The moment you put your right hand Power is released. I know people like, "Oh, this is junk." Have you done it? You haven't prayed for people. We know when we pray for hundreds. Left hand, no one falls. Right hand, this power. Left hand, you can't really deal with. You 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 can't work with sickness. You, right hand, wonders are moving. The left hand feels natural the moment you try to lay hands. The right hand immediately is spiritual. You have the tree of life and you have the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Both created by God. Saying to man, you choose. Why? There must be balance. I create life and I create darkness. I create life and I create evil. Because there has to be be balance. Are you guys with me? Let, let, let's, let's read it. Acts 4.29. And now, Lord, behold their transgressions or behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with boldness we may speak. Say with me, speak the word. Carry on. By stretching forth your hand to heal Meaning, he's saying every time the apostles go out, in the book of Acts, and they speak the words, it is God's hand that is going forth. Every time they go out and they move and they preach the gospel, His hand of healing goes. Signs and wonders be done. Are you guys with me? Stand to your feet. stand your feet. Just go to Acts 5:12. Acts 5, 12. And by the hand, say with you the hands. Of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. So God is saying, by my hand, when I send you out, who are you? So, with you the fivefold. So you have the fingers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Then you have, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.11, it says that... uh, That he has called some to be apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Some to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So the church is one but many members to equip the whole, the body of Christ. So God is saying for my hand to be in a place. I'm raising apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip the saints, the clouds, so that when I come, I can come into a place called the clouds and my right hand of power can be working. At the moment they speak the words, it is my hand moving. So God's hand does not move unless I speak the words. So His angels are commanded and given strength. When we speak the words, the Bible says, bless you His holy angels that is, excels in strength at the command of His words. One, one Psalm 103 verse 20. As you're standing, Psalm 103 verse 20. Bless the Lord. So have bless the Lord. You His angels that excels in strength that do His commandments. Hearing unto the voice, obeying the voice of the words. So the voice of his words. The moment I open my mouth against a sickness in my body, it is the hand of healing and the hand of God that comes forth. When I walk into a building, that's why Jesus said, I cast out devils. When you will know, when I cast out devils by the finger of God you will know the kingdom of God has come upon you. When you see my fingers being used and the church being equipped, the hand of God is coming in. The kingdom of God is coming in. So that's why the Bible says, lifting up of holy hands. Everything you do with your hands, everything your hand touches will be blessed. Where Jesus stooped down and He wrote, with the sand in the sand with his finger are you guys with me so with you the hands of God so the apostles became the hands Moses became the hands King David said if I consider when I consider the work of your hands who is the work of his hands Say with me, I am His workmanship. I am His building. The Bible says we no longer serve God in temples built by human hands, but we serve Him in temples built by the hands of God. So when I consider His hands, I begin to consider the work of His hands, which is the body of Christ. I begin to behold the church. I can see God moving. Not only that, I can see the left hand working in my life. I can see the right hand working in my life. I can begin to embrace the left hand because Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. But God does not tempt anything. No, God doesn't, but He uses left hand to do so. Are you guys with me? Satan became his left hand in Job's life. So Job is his greatest servant. Satan comes and says, look, Job is blessed. What God says, have you considered? Are you guys with me? Have you looked, have you viewed the work of my hands?" Job who's so blessed that he's richer than all, that he has more than everyone else. There's no one as great as him in the East and how he loves me, how he fears me. And Satan says, yes, if you stretch out your other hand against him, Your right hand is working on His life. But if you stretch out your left hand, He will curse you. And the moment God began to stretch out His left hand, His wife said to Him, curse God and die. And He says, no, no, no. Should we receive good from God's right hand and not receive evil from His left hand? We should receive both from His hands so that promotion can come. It is not, it is not biblical and scriptural for somebody to be blessed their whole life without balance you don't see anybody at the top that doesn't have a story you don't see anybody that is testifying or somebody that is promoted and they didn't go through a season of hell the only thing is I become blind and I don't consider His hands and because I don't consider His hands I become blind and no longer hear His voice I no longer hear His voice, so I cannot see the blessings of God around me. Abraham said to Lot, you can take this this away. Abraham said to Lot, he said, the Bible says that the land was so great, two of them could not live in the land together. The land couldn't supply them together. Both of them at the same time. So Abraham came to Lot and he said these words. He said, choose for you which one you shall take. And you can go read in the Scripture, it says this, choose the left hand side or choose the right hand side. If you choose the left hand side, I'll take the right hand side. If you choose the right hand side, I'll take the left hand side. And Sodom was called the right hand in Scripture. So Lot chose what looked good. Are you guys with me? Sodom looked great. He chose it. Abraham went to Canaan, which was the left hand of God. It was the promise of God. Whenever you see the left hand, you must know you're under the promise of God. You are hidden for a season. So, Lot chose, and I can get into scripture, it says Sodom is the right hand. He chose Sodom because it looked good at present, but he didn't have eyes to see. He wasn't considering the working of his hands. So, he could not see what it was going to become. And Abraham said, I'll move to the left hand of God. You choose the left. He says, You choose the left or the right. Or if you choose the right, I'll go to the left. And the Bible says, You choose the right. And Abraham moved to the left. So Abram went into a place that looked like a testing, but it was the promised land of God. <laughs> Lot went to Sodom, that looked like it was blessings and favor, but he didn't understand the balance that is going to come. So serve so The left hand is the hidden life. If you are not on the scene with God, what I mean on the scene, you have not been promoted and blessed to a point where uh, it's visible. Everybody can see it. Everybody sees your promotion. It means you are under the left hand of God. You are hidden, but you have to put the hand under the head. Are you guys with me? Song of Solomon, go back to there. I think, 2 verse 6 or 6 verse 2. Let's go to 2 verse 6. Read this with me. Say, His left hand. Amen. Under my head my does embrace me. Let me read it to you in a different language. His left hand is under Christ. So that God's right hand can embrace you. But His right hand cannot embrace you unless you know how to submit the left side of your life that is going chaotic. That is the testing of God. Under the head, under Christ, And when you can submit it under Him, the right hand of God can come and can begin to lift you up out of a situation. The left hand, everywhere the left hand is in Scripture, it is a pushing down. Every time the right hand of God comes, it is a lifting up. So when the right hand of God, as Samuel came to David, He lifted him up. And the Bible says that David was lifted in the midst of his brothers and he was promoted in the midst of his brothers from one day of becoming a shepherd to one day later to be anointed as the king of israel one lifting why david chose the hidden life are you guys with me he chose the secret life when jesus was in the wilderness he was tested by the left hand of god and the bible says he The Holy Spirit led him to be tempted of Satan. We don't read it. We think it is the temptation of, no, no, no. The Holy Ghost took him there and said, I need to take you into this this classroom of teaching. And as you're going to be taught for 40 days in the wilderness. But Jesus, you were also before that, where were you? You were on my left hand. Nobody knew who he was. He was hidden. Are you guys with me? He comes out of the wilderness. The Bible says, he came out of the wilderness with the power of the Holy Spirit upon him. And he opened up the book at Luke four eighteen, And the Bible says that he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he began, and he says to cast out devils to preach the gospel and he closes the book, the scroll. And he sat down on the chair. That was the moment of his revealing. But the left hand had to bring balance in. That's why he had to be in the wilderness. And then we see the right hand, what happened? The moment he came out of the wilderness, power, miracles, healings. The first miracle was turning water into wine. The first miracle with Moses was turning water into blood. Under the old covenant, it's death. Under the new covenant, it's joy. The wine of the Holy Ghost. So the first miracle that Jesus does is taking water and turning it into wine, which is the Holy Spirit. Then He goes from there and He casts out a devil. Then He raised somebody from the and He goes on and on and on. What is happening? The right hand of power was bringing good pleasures, was bringing signs, wonders and miracles, was bringing healing wherever He spoke the word. He was the word that was going. So in your situation, say with me, I'm in the left hand, but the right hand is coming. Say with you, there's a switching of the hands. And Jacob, who is Israel, speaks of Jacob of the old covenant. Israel, which his name has changed, is a type and a shadow of the new covenant. So when they brought to Jacob. Let me explain this to you, then I'll pray for you. Then we're going to pray. Are you guys with me? Let me explain. Because the problem with the New Testament is that you want to shift people from working for a blessing to understand they are blessed so give me give me uh, two people here for the sake of people I'll do two two and give me just one one year so Stand in front of them. Another person. Give me two. I'm going to show you something. Another one. Come. Come. Stand in front of them, yeah? Okay. Say with me. Say with me, Jacob. Say, Israel. Okay. Uh, where are we now? Ephraim. Say, Ephraim. Right? No, it's Manasseh. It's Manasseh. Say Manasseh. Say Ephraim. Remember, so Joseph came and he said, just think of him right now, Jacob there. And he brought Manasseh and Ephraim. No. Where am I now? No. Yeah, Ephraim and Manasseh. Because he wanted Manasseh to receive his right hand. Are you guys with me? So he brought him to Jacob. The Bible says he brought him to Jacob exactly like that, that's how he wanted them to be blessed. Jacob, the Bible changes the wording and said it's no longer Jacob, it's Israel. And Israel takes his hands and he switches it. But what is it? It is a type and shadow, old covenant, new covenant, explaining what Jesus did on the cross, saying that at the cross, God switched his hands. And those who were lost would be first. And those who would serve would become great. And those who are not the firstborn will receive the blessing of the firstborn. So he's trying to say, under the new covenant, you are all the firstborn. You are the many brothers of the firstborn. That there's a switching of God's hands that's taking place when you understand the cross and the finished work of the cross. That's fine, you can have a seat. So are you guys with me? So people are trying to work for a blessing. they can get the revelation but wait at the cross I was already blessed he is the firstborn of many brethren so I become the firstborn the moment I'm saved I'm the firstborn which means every blessing and promise that's for the firstborn rests upon my life so when Israel shifted his hands it was a it was a uh, it was an image of God's grace and the new covenant that's coming in. And he's saying when we, sh- when we stepped into the new covenant, there are new terms, new conditions. A lot of people want to receive the blessings of God under old covenant conditions. That's why I said we're going to change songs where we sing a song, I need you, Lord, and it is good we need God. We know we need God. That is not even a question. But the moment I get into a place and I beg God. Jesus, in fact, the Scripture never tells you to pray and ask God to heal somebody. The Scripture commands you. It's called the prayer of command. Are you guys with me? So, People come with a mindset, I want a blessing. How many messages do I get? So I want a blessing. I want a blessing. It is great we can receive blessings from God, but we are blessed with every, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You are already blessed. When Paul wrote Ephesians chapter number two, and he said that we are seated With Christ in heavenly places. What happened was, Paul had an encounter in the third heavens. And as he shifted his head into the third heavens, he had a different perspective. And he looked, put his head into the third heavens, and he saw you already seated, where many of us wait to die to go to heaven. And he said, No, 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 you are seated. Meaning the disciples also who's going to sit at your left and who's going to sit at your right hand? Paul is saying, you are seated. Where the disciples were looking for a position in Christ, you are seated with Him at the right hand. Are you guys with me? Say with me, tonight I receive the switching of God's hands.